Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What's in store this holiday at your local Staples? Gifts and packages shipped with care. So you can relax in knowing they'll soon be there. Now at Staples, you get 15% off UPS shipping services and 15% off all shipping supplies. Plus, Staples is open seven days a week. So you can ship around your schedule this holiday. And still get everything out in time while spending less. Staples, there's a whole lot in store this holiday. Exclusions apply. In-store only. See associate for details. Ends 12-29-18. Juice, I asked you a question. Oh my god, this girl's really turning me on. Suck me sideways. Are you gonna pull those pistols and whistle Dixie? I would motorcycle madhouse on iHeartRadio. Well, I'm gonna start off by answering a question that I just got, and I think it's a pretty interesting question. Uh, it's very thoughtful. It's a two-part question that I just got uh, on one of the videos. And uh, the question goes, a question for you, Hollywood, and I won't doubt this uh, hit a nerve, but let's talk support clubs for a moment, shall we? Okay, let's talk about it. It's sort of a two-parter. Part one, some cats decide to get something together and ask around with the various big outfits if they'll get their ass beat, should they sew something on? The big outfit says, go ahead, but you'll sew this small patch on your upper chest, signifying we approve. Also, we will pull your strings. You come when we call, blah, 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 maybe not a support club, but nevertheless. Right? Are you hip to something like that going down? Part two. The full-on support club. Much of the larger outfits have support outfits. I'm not going to name names, but any of the big clubs have satellite, so to speak, chapters of a different name running the same brand colors. Yellow-red, red and black, blue and white, etc., etc. The question here being... Why would an individual want to prospect for a support rather than simply hooking up with the big boy sponsor and running the colors, quote, patch for reals? I would write that it kind of smacks of wannabe shit, but I don't want to get my ass beat either. Would you care to comment? I'll understand if this is all super secret 1% or stuff and can't be shared with motorcycle riding hippies, but... I didn't think it would hurt to ask. Actually, it's a real good question, man. Uh, the first part of your question, where you're talking about going and getting, uh, 
you know, what a lot of people say, permission, approval, whatever, from the dominant. And that is tradition that goes back way back, decades. And the reason for that, and a lot of the, you know, especially these Leos and uh, all these bullshit law enforcement clubs going around trying to push is, well, this is a free country, you don't have to ask permission to do anything, well, the reason why it's being done and the cops actually should fucking support it, in my opinion, is that's the clubs policing themselves. They don't want any freaking, you know, a four, three, two, whatever freaking size motorcycle club it is, throwing on patches, going out there, and causing a bunch of shit. Because if you know it or not, Civilians don't know the difference between clubs. All they know is there's three, uh, there's a top rocker, bottom rocker, center patch, whatever. It don't matter what name they are or any of that shit. All they know is it was a biker gang or a biker whatever that the civilians look at it at. So when these clubs go out there and act a fucking fool, that all comes down to the dominant. It gets right up their ass, man. That's when the cops start coming down. That's when all the heat starts coming down. And that's one of the major reasons there's protocol. You know, protocol started way back when, you know, the big clubs were starting to freaking expand and stuff. And when they did, there would be these knockoffs that would try to copy the name or... They were, you know, not sanctioned as a real charter, so, you know, the nearest charter or chapter had to go out and make sure that nobody else would be stealing their colors or their names. You know, this was especially true in the early 60s, uh, when uh, a lot of the big uh, five started to, to expand. Because, say, you had one of the big five expand into, say, I don't know, Virginia. And that's East Coast. Say that happened around 1959 or 1960, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, you got a club popping up over there, you know, wearing the same colors and stuff, trying to live off of uh, their freaking reputation. So that's really where protocol started to come by. And to think that just because you're following a tradition and a protocol doesn't mean that the dominant is out there telling you what to do, you got to be here, you got to be there. You know, I can only speak as when I was with the Pistons, and this will come to your second part of your question. That, that, that was never done to the, you know, support clubs or any of that stuff. Everybody went there, they all wanted to be there. It wasn't about you had to do this, you had to do that. No, man, it was a bunch of partying and having fun, you know, and that's one thing that the cops love pushing out there is support clubs or anybody affiliated with, uh, you know, a dominant club, they're at the beck and call. That's just not the case, man, because then you would have uh, a situation where, why the hell you want to go to a second job, you know, if you have to do this, you have to do that, because somebody told you to do that. That just, you know what? At least I know that it wasn't like that in Chicago. I know all the parties I used to go to and all the people I knew, 
You know, they were there because they wanted to be there. It's not because somebody told them they had to be there. That's just not the case. And I would suggest, uh, if you want some more information on that, there, this was actually addressed in the Illinois AOA statement where they were talking about that allegation from, uh, you know who, and, uh, they settled that right there, and, and so did the Confederation of Clubs. Go listen to uh, one of the board members that just gave a recent interview on Motorcycle Madhouse. That's just not the case, man. You know, where you're hearing a lot of that shit is on TV from, you know, mainstream media, or you're hearing it from the cops. So, and they love pushing that shit. And the Alliance of Law-Abiding Clubs are really good at trying to push that as their main theme. And it can't be furthers from the truth, man. That, you know, it has a tradition, and the tradition has worked, and it's kept a lot of bullshit from happening on the streets. So, that's my answer to your first part. Uh, part two, let's see here. The full-on support club... Many of the larger outfits have support outfits, which I'm guessing you're talking about support clubs. I'm not going to name names, blah, blah, blah. Rather than simply hooking up with a big boy sponsor and running the colors for reels, I would write that it kind of smacks and want to be shit, but I don't want to get my ass beat either. <laughs> well, I can tell you, you know, you walk up to a piston or something like that and uh, say they're a bunch of wannabes, I think they'll differ with you right there. But... To answer your question, the reason a lot of people go with the support clubs is either money or the jobs that they have where they can't put in all the time or the, you know, the biggest thing with the traveling. With one percenter clubs, especially the nationals and international ones, you got, you know, nationals you got to go to, you know, a few times a year, you got to attend the funerals. And let's not, you know what, dues are no joke with the one percenter clubs, man. Dues can range hundreds of dollars per month. And there's a lot of people that can't commit to that kind of expense when it comes to, throw, you know, trying to go after, you know, joining a big five club. And that's one of the reasons why I preach, not only do you have to have the mindset, but you also have to have the understanding that it's going to cost a shit ton of money. And the traveling alone could kill you in addition to the, you know, a couple hundred dollars in dues. And you're probably saying, well, why do they charge so much money in dues? Well, you got to pay for your clubhouse, man. You know, most one percenters, they don't rent their clubhouses. They got mortgages, they got bills they got to pay on that, just like any other small business would, you know. And I'm not trying to equate a motorcycle club to a small business, I'm just saying. They got overhead that has to be paid, and that's the reason why it's so much money. Because look at if you had a mortgage of say fifteen hundred dollars, and in some of the big cities, you're looking at two to three to four thousand dollars a month for some of these clubhouses. Now, what happens when you only got six or seven guys in the chapter and most ten? Well, even if you take the high end of ten at two thousand a month just to make the mortgage, that's not including your bills and all that shit. You're looking at $200 a month in dues already. 
And then you got to put on your travel time and stuff like that. And some people can't freaking, you know, do that stuff. So it's nothing about being wannabes or anything like that. They just, it's, it's not affordable for one. Two, you know, their job comes into play where they can't do all the traveling and shit like that. And one percenters, and I've always said that, it's a huge commitment, man. And just because with the support, and now with the support clubs, then of course you want somebody in support clubs, man. Because you know you're close to, so, and you know what? The relationship between the support clubs and the dominance, now I'm only speaking the way the Pistons used to be. The Pistons were really close with the AOA. And I know our chapter was, you know, we thought of them just as brothers, just like anybody else. And, you know, we didn't look, we weren't looked upon any different or something like that. We'd jump in the fray if we had to. Uh, but the only difference was with the Pistons was you couldn't, you know, make that jump financially and time-wise. So why do you want to get rid of somebody or, you know, as you say, wannabes, because they can't afford to make that jump, or they can't afford to do the traveling, or they got something going on with family life. So that's the reason why a lot of people end up in the support clubs instead of the big, you know, big five diamonds and stuff like that. Because you got to remember, with the bigger clubs, like I said, the Nationals, you got two or three a year. One can be held in Florida one year. The next year could be held in, say, freaking Maine or New York. Or, you know, it could go far west Colorado, the next one. So you're doing a lot of freaking traveling right there. And a lot of money has to come into play. And some people just cannot afford to do that. So you don't want to lose a brother just because they can't afford to do it. So the support club system was set up. Yeah. A lot of the people in the support clubs, I know in the Pistons, ended up moving up, and some don't. They retire, or, you know, I don't know how it works in the other clubs, man. I'm just paraphrasing here, man, so don't take me, you know, hey, this is gospel, because it might be different now. I left, uh, you know, what was it, 2007, 2008, so I don't even know if that changed anymore. But what I do know is... Some retire within the club if that's what they, you know, that support, you know, the support club or whatever club does. Or, you know what, after 10, 15 years, they just can't, you know, keep up physically or whatever. And they leave out on good and shit like that. So that's not them being wannabes because, you know what, I'd put up, I'd put a pit pissing up against anybody any time of the day. And that's just being straight up because, uh, the Pistons are the official support club of uh, AOA, and I tell you what, man, a lot of them guys can bang like the, the with the best of them. So it's just they're not in a position to afford that big jump. So the wannabe stuff, yeah, it might have hit a nerve a little bit, but it is what it is, you know. I see where you're coming from. Why would you just want to prospect for one of them clubs and, you know, if you can prospect for one of the big one. But you got those so many different factors in there that you got to consider. You know, you don't, and this is one thing with motorcycle clubs that I have the biggest problem with people when they, you know, ask questions and stuff like that. 
And this is why I always say join riding clubs or join a bait or some kind of political type of organization because there is a lot of commitment in an MC. And I'm not only talking about, you know, the one percenters and stuff like that. I'm talking about clubs in general. If they're the older clubs and ran right and stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's a lot of responsibility that you got to know going into it. So that's why I tell everybody, if you're not for sure, if you got one shred of doubt, don't join a motorcycle club. Don't waste your time. Don't waste their time. Because it's not fair to either one of you. So, uh, if you're going to look and join an official support club, you know, well, I'm always going to be biased on that one because I know which one I love the best. But, uh, and, you know, those are the same type of guys you'll find in uh, any of the one percenter clubs and stuff like that. They just, again, don't have the financial uh, backing or they can't do it for one reason or another. And you don't want to, again, exclude somebody that could be a damn good brother because they can't make that jump. You know, the support clubs are there to support, you know, the dominance, man. You know, you know, to me, AOA was, you know, I grew up in Chicago, so that's the way it was. AOA was, you know, the best thing around still is, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. And, yeah, I got to disclaim it that, yeah, because I was pissed and that's the way I always feel. But... Just like you'll always feel, you know, if you're in a support club for one of the other big dominants, you'll feel that they're the best. That's just the way the shit works. But hopefully I was able to answer your question a little bit. And, uh, you know, just one thing with the protocol thing, though. Don't believe what the media's pushing. Don't believe what the cops pushing. I can tell you from experience... Not one time, not one time was I asked to do anything illegal. It was quite the opposite. If you were caught doing any shit, you were thrown out on the fucking street. Because it's not 1980, 90, or 70s, or whatever the hell the case may be. This is 2018. And clubs just don't want that shit no more. They don't want the freaking heat. They don't want the fucking be known for that anymore. It's a new freaking age. So, yeah, you got to ask permission shit. It's there for a reason. Not for, you know, what the cops are pushing on you. It's to make sure everybody stays in check and don't bring heat on everybody else for no dude. Motorcycle Madhouse with James Hollywood Bachari. Now, two days a week. Tuesdays and Saturdays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Listen and download all episodes for free on HarleyBikerNews.com. Or the show is available on all major podcasting platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Hey there, this is Hollywood from the gorgeous ladies of wrestling and you're listening to hollywood on motorcycle madhouse want to keep up with all my projects then head on over to my twitter account at glow hollywood and don't forget to listen to motorcycle madhouse every tuesday and saturday on all itunes iHeartRadio, and all major podcasting platforms
Now let's take this show to the next level with our up and coming band segment. Remember you can listen and download all episodes for free on HarleyBikerNews.com or available on all major podcasting platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more.
Psycho Bad House with James Hollywood Bachari. Now, two days a week. Tuesdays and Saturdays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Listen and download all episodes for free on HarleyBikerNews.com. Or the show is available on all major podcasting platforms like the iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. This is James Hollywood Machikari. Hop on over and check out our new YouTube channel where you can hear Motorcycle Madhouse and watch the Biker Angle. You can look up the new channel by going to our website, HarleyLiberty.com, or Insane Throttle Biker News in the YouTube channel search bar. Don't forget to have that prospect hit the subscribe button and that bell in the upper right-hand corner so you will always be up to date with the new channel content. Motorcycle Madhouse with James Hollywood Machikari. Yep, yep, good to yep. go. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. Ron Emanuel is actually thinking about uh, equal opportunity income. Basically, it's the socialist system. They want to try that out here in Chicago, and they want to make it equal. Kind of like uh, the communist states and uh, socialism down in Venezuela does, uh, where people earn a specific amount and they call it equal income. But that's kind of where the left is going right now. And I'm not trying to get political or anything, but uh, they're the ones pushing this stuff. You might actually heard Jim Carrey come out and say, you know, don't apologize for wanting socialism, just do it. You know, this coming from a failed uh, actor that was uh, born out of Canada, and I'm not beefing on my Canada people either. I'm just saying he's a failed actor, and he's a freaking moron. He has more issues than uh, <laughs> anybody can imagine, let me tell you. But that's one thing that's funny about these rich people. They want to go out there and tell you what to do. In the meantime, they're all hopped up on freaking antidepressants and I, you know, anxiety medications and feeling sorry for themselves, but they want to give you advice. <laughs> that is a joke if you ask me. So, Hollywood, and I'm not talking about myself, but Hollywood can go kiss my dick. You know, go suck off a possum dick or something because you guys ain't worth listening to. You guys are a joke, you know. Do you really think I want to sit here and hear about how you have problems or how life is treating you? Really? You got how many millions of dollars and I'm going to sit here and feel sorry for you? You know, and that's with a lot of people, I think it is. Because if you guys like it or not, the truth is, life don't owe you a damn thing. Actually, life is there to kick you in the balls, life is there to beat you down. That's what life is about. It's not out there they give you handouts or to feel sorry for you. The only one that can change your situation is you. Nobody else. All the crybaby bullshit, all I had this kind of growing up or I had this or that, or this is why I shoot up with a needle. Man, get the fuck out of here with that. You chose it. It's your choice. 
personally, and you know what? And a lot of people want to kick me in the fucking uh, face sometimes because when the issue of suicide comes up, it's like, really? You know how many kids are laying in the St. Jude's fucking children's hospital right now wishing they had the opportunity to live? All that cancer eating up their little bodies. And you got some sorry motherfucker out there who goes and takes a pistol or takes a noose and wants to hang themselves or shoot themselves in the head because they're depressed. Really? So, suicide to me has always been an act of cowardice. And, you know, I really don't apologize for that viewpoint. Because, like I said, there's thousands of kids out there that wish they had that life. And you just going out there, pulling a trigger, or hanging yourself, uh, because you're sad, or you can't handle what life's throwing at you. <laughs> Whatever, man, that's all I gotta say on that subject. But, with the government trying to get involved more and more in people's lives, it's becoming a nanny state right now. People don't know how to handle life. Look at the kids right now. Look at how they are. It's, it's actually freaking amazing how some of these kids are. They do not know how to take on life, especially after high school. And that's because most of these high schools don't actually prepare them for life. They teach them this liberal bullshit and then expect them to go out there and survive in a world that there is. And... That, you know what, instead of fucking trying to teach them all the, and advance them to college level, which 90% ain't gonna make, throw them in the trades. Teach them welding. Teach them automotive. Teach them woodworking, carpentry. Prepare them for life. And don't put down their throats that all life is freaking roses and freaking tulips and shit. Because it ain't. Life is the biggest bitch that you will ever have on your arm. Again, it's there to kick in the balls. It's there to freaking shove you down as much as you, it can. And you're the only person, the only person, that can pull yourself up by the fucking pants, put your big boy fucking britches on, and go out there and tell life, hey, screw you, I'm doing me. So... I know that's a little freaking uh, off-counter right now, but after you see all these articles on this stuff, or you see these videos of this whining and all that bullshit. You know, maybe that's why, you know, bikers, I like bikers, because, well, most of them anyway, have fucking balls. They know life's a bitch, and they don't take no shit. Now, I said most... You know, because the way this uh, lifestyle's turning out right now, man, it's uh, we're getting all kinds of crybabies, aren't we? <laughs> we're getting so many poli politically correct motherfuckers out there, it's, it's a sorry excuse. And you never would have thought you would have seen that in the biker community. You know, sometimes I go through these Facebook groups and stuff like that, and you see grown-ass men whining about titties being shown. Well, women shouldn't be subjected like that. Man, get the fuck out of here. Really? I want to see a pair of tits. I want to see a pair of tits. And you call yourself a biker? 
Are you kidding me? You go and do that Facebook reporting crap? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. That's why I always say there's a reality world and then there's the fantasy world. The fantasy world being the internet highway. You know, actually, with the internet, you can see the way people really are these days, man. There's some punks. <laughs> it's like you would take with some of these dudes, drop them off on a freaking street corner in Chicago, you know, six corners or west side, south side, and they'd be lucky to make it out of there alive, man. <laughs> they wouldn't know what to do with themselves. You know, take away their phone, take away whatever, you know, computer internet connection they got, and they'd be lost. Because they became soft. You know, there's an old saying, men cannot be careless. And this is something I was taught from an early age. Men can't be care careless. Women and kids can, but men can't. You know, men are supposed to be out there for, you know, being the providers and making sure that the families are on a good footing. Well, shit, nowadays you got most men who don't even want to fucking work. They got the goddamn women doing it. Which, hey, you know, old days, you know, the women went out there and did some money. And, you know, I see how that shit is. But if you're just laying your ass on a fucking couch doing nothing, what kind of fucking man are you? Really? And then you got the balls to cry about how hard life is. Well, it must not be too damn hard if you're laying on a damn couch all the time. And... Especially for those who lay on that couch and live off of government cheese. Oh, man. I can wait till the freaking liberal haters get on my ass about this. Because, you know, not only does the YouTube channel just pertain to the subscribers I got and stuff like that. But we get these numb nuts that are not even bikers that like, you know, commenting on shit they don't even know about. It's kind of like them freaking pricks at a fuck. Or Antifa, whatever the hell you call them communist bastards. And you get them little whiny crybabies coming on. Whoa, you're so mean. Man, fuck you, dude. Grow up. <laughs> that's the way this shit is. That's the way the world is. That's the way the street is. You know, that's just like I made a comment over on Twitter the other day. You know, supporting because me, I like Diamond and Silk. Diamond and Silk, some cool fucking ladies, man. And, you know, this fucking uh, rainbow faggot motherfucker, um, you know, I'm not being politically correct here, you know. And, hey, I have to say, I don't give a fuck what you do in your bedroom. You want to suck a dick? Go suck a dick. That's on you. But, you know, whatever. But, uh, anyway, he comes back and says, you know, that, you know, these guys are being paid for Trump. And I go back and say, you know what, why don't you go back in your corner, masturbate a little bit, you know, shoot one off, and then come back and talk to me. And, you know, boy, did I hit her fucking princess's feelings right there, man. It was like, holy shit, the world was ending. Let me tell you. Then you got all the rest of the rainbow fucking warriors on your ass. So, it, it, it's just funny how this new generation and the younger generation, and even some my age, some are even my age acting all a fool, man, all politically incorrect and shit like that. You know, it's funny, you know, guys my age, you know, 45 and above, they grew up in some hard shit, man. They grew up during the communist era of fucking Russia, where it was the USSR. We were always worried about the goddamn nukes flying over our freaking heads. And 
Here you got a bunch of Antifa, motherfucker, Antifa, well, a bunch of fairies, you know, what I call them, fairies, running around with the damn Soviet Union flag. They have no idea what that fucking flag was about, but, you know, they think it's cool, so they adopted it. That's the type of shit we got. And then they go around bitching and crying, wanting the government to do everything for them because life is too hard. Now... Let me tell you cupcakes out there that are the ones that are going to be emailing me and shit and all that crap after you see this video. Life don't owe you a damn thing. Get that in your head. If you're a failure, you're a failure because you chose to be a failure. You chose not to pick yourself up, put a plan together, and go out there and execute the plan. It's nobody else's fault but yours. It's not Trump's fault. It's not my fault. It's not society's fault that you're a freaking idiot. So, if you have an issue, pick yourself up. Or, you know what? Some people need a hand up. Cool. Go get your hand up. Get the help you need. But don't freaking squander the help that you get and be a freaking idiot. Use that opportunity to better yourself. Don't use that opportunity to seek more fucking pity. Because life pities no one. It, it pities no one. You know, go live in uh, some of these countries, you know, these third world countries and see how you do over there. Jesus, man, can you imagine some of these crybaby, politically correct, freaking moron, princess cupcake motherfuckers? actually go and living in one of these third world countries that they're emulating right now here in the United States? My God, they wouldn't make it today, man. Shit, they wouldn't, like I said, they wouldn't even be able to make it uh, on the west or south side of Chicago, more or less a third world country. You know, it's always, and I think I'm doing this because yesterday was 9-11. And when 9-11 happened, we all got together as a country, and we understood what the hell happened and what needed to be done. Nowadays, these fucking pricks, they're kissing their asses. Are you kidding me? No. Never forget, never surrender. That's my fucking creed on September 11th. They deserve no mercy. They attacked us, no mercy. That's what happens in war. And war is life. Life's hell. So, I guess that was, uh, I was going to get to the biker news, but I try to keep these to 15 minutes or less because you guys don't want to hear me ramble on and on and on. But, uh, you know, that's just my example for what I've been thinking on uh, the bike today and shit like that. You know, take a look at some of these people and really look at them, really, you know, see what they're trying to say. And you'll laugh at them too. Really, you're going to be all depressed with millions of fucking dollars. You're, you're a little movie star or whatever the fuck you are. And you're fucking depressed and, you know, you can't take the world. Man, bullshit. You deserve whatever the fuck you do to yourself then. Because you know what? You're a coward. <laughs> you're a punk. And you're a pussy. What can I tell you? You know, if I had to put up a fucking... Uh, coin jar, I'd be messed up, man, I'd be owing that shit everything, but anyway, that's my little two cents of uh, what I was thinking on the bike today. 
Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari, host of the Motorcycle Madhouse and the Biker Angle over on YouTube. If you're looking for up-to-date biker news, then Insane Throttle is the place to be. Daily editorials and news that is dedicated to the biker scene. Come on over and join the number one internet biker news site at HarleyLiberty.com. Or come on over to the Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel for the Biker Angle, hosted by myself. Valorous Throttle and Valorous Fitness Custom Clothing Line is bringing the motorcycle and fitness culture together. Be heard and stand out in the crowd with our custom apparel and clothing. If we don't have what you're looking for, we'll bring your ideals to life. We're also proud sponsors of Motorcycle Madhouse on Insane Throttle. Check us out on www.outoftheboxclothingandproductsllc.com. We have great feedback, and we'll do our best to keep it that way. Hey, riders. This is Little Brother Trucker from Storm Kicker, and you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. Want to hear more of iTunes? Head on over to stormkicker.com. And don't forget, ride on. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. Hello? Who's speaking? Uh, Jim Haney. Jim, listen, are you the feller that owns that land out there the east side of Highway 69? The east side? Where at? About old, a couple of miles north of the big cabin out there. Yeah? Well, listen, I just leased the land north of y'all down there. North? North of y'all, just north of that cold place, old cold place. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you run some cattle out there? Uh, yeah, I've got cattle out on uh, my place. Well, listen, you's a feller I need to get a hold of. My wife, Sharon Jean, was out there of a, yesterday of an afternoon. Uh-huh. And she's out there picking wildflowers and such. Yeah. And a couple of your cows got out of the fence over her and come over her and, and started chasing after her. Yeah. And by God, she fell and twisted her leg in a gopher hole or something down there and, and broke both her daggum arms. Well, I'll be there. Uh, by God. And listen, you know, she, of course, she got two broke arms, and, and that ain't the half of it. Yeah. We was counting on income. She was collecting them wildflowers out there. She makes flower arrangements for centerpieces. Uh-huh. We make money for these arts and crafts woman. Yeah. Makes money. And listen, she can't, ain't going to be able to do that now, and I, I need to get some satisfaction out of this, some money out of somebody. Cause uh, where was your wife at? She's out there in the field. Uh, in my pasture? No, she's in our pasture. Your daggum cows got out over into our land. Well, now, wait a minute. What are you talking about? What land are you talking about? I'm talking about the land north of your place. No. By God. There's a boy by the name of Kevin owns that. By God, I lease it now. My name is Roy D. Mercer, and my wife was out there, and she got two broke arms. And listen. We're going to have to have some money. We made we made about $2,000 last year from them centerpieces. Yeah. Well, uh, I just talked to that man, and uh, he's running cattle on there. By God, it ain't the land you're thinking about. I'm coming by today to get a check from you. Well, I don't know about that, buddy. Well, then how about you get an ass whooping? Where you live at? By God, I'm going to live right on your front porch till I get some money out of you. Where are you living at now? It ain't none of your damn business. I'm coming over to where you're at, and I'm...
Hello. Now, listen, you hang up on me, and that's just going to be another reason I'm going to get upset about this. I'm trying to take care of this like a gentleman. Hey, buddy, I don't know you. I don't know nothing that's happened. Well, by God, she's got two broke arms, and, and she can't make us a, an income from her arts and crafts, and, and I guarantee you, like I said, we're going to have to get one of them LPMs to come down here take care of her, you know, because I ain't. she got bathroom duties. I ain't going to take care of them. I don't know. I don't know a thing that you're talking about, bud. How big a boy are you? I don't know. Why don't you know? Look in the mirror. I handle myself. Are you going to be there all day? Well, I imagine. You might just get me a check made after this LPM. I called a, a male nurse to come out here to take care of her bathroom chores. A J.V. Haney? Who? A J.V. Haney. <laughs> nurse J.V. Haney. Where in the hell are you at? <laughs> Good morning, Jim. Jim, how in the hell are you? Well, I'm doing all right. Now, you guys done this here like they done me all here about eight years ago. Oh, really? On my birthday. Is that right? You yeah. must You must be an easy target. Oh, let me tell you what you, Your legs must be out of socket from them getting pulled all the time. <laughs> let me tell you what happened here. Why? On my birthday, they had hard a damn bunny girl out of Tulsa come away and put the pictures on there. That sounds like bunny girl. That one of them bunny girls. That's what it was. Oh, well, you know what, Jim? We didn't go to near that much trouble. No, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. Although we do have chinchilla G-strings. There you go. <laughs> Did she ask you how big a boy you were, too? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and check me out over on Biker Angle. Also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page, and until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari, and remember, keep that throttle crack wide open. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile, and right now, trade in an eligible iPhone, and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus 30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Holiday tips and wine stories from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over one million bubbles in a glass of champagne? Here's to a whole lot of celebrating. Crisp whites like a floral Sauvignon Blanc pairs perfectly with shrimp cocktail and other light appetizers. Now that's how you kick off a holiday meal. Don't stress about choosing the right wine for a meaningful gift. Consider me your wine concierge. As you check off that gift list this holiday season, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine & More. Cheers. 